0: Welcome to Fallout Off The Record, brought to you by Quest Gaming Network, and sponsored in part by
1: Sunset Sarsaparilla, built mass with sass. And now, on to our show.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Fallout Off the Record. I am your host, Rick McVick, and with us tonight and always is Shaleen. Hello. So, everyone, I want to welcome you all again, and I wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by TweetAudio.com. When you use our code at checkout, Fallout, yeah, Uh, Off the Record, all one word, at checkout, you'll get free shipping and 30% off. Uh, any headphones or any uh, purchases that you make there. We're also sponsored uh, by Audible.com, which is your leading source for any and all audiobooks. Uh, If you go and use our link, audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork, you'll get a free audiobook of your choosing when you sign up using uh, our link there. And then you can also donate to QGN by going to questgamingnetwork.com and using our PayPal link. Uh, Any donation would um, earn you a shout-out on uh, this show and uh, help us all out at uh, QGN. I'm also going to say, I've got a feeling we're going to have some streaming issues tonight. Uh, I don't know if we are, but you can let me know in the chat, Um, and this will be up on YouTube after we're done, and also on iTunes if there is any problems. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and uh, get started with our news for uh, the week, so here we go. All right, you want to... Let's see here. Yeah, the news. Let's go ahead with the news.
2: Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, the main news we have this week is Todd Howard recently did an interview with The Telegraph. I'm going to give I you some highlights Oregon. from that interview. Um, he confirmed that the game will be set mostly after Fallout 3. I don't know what he means by mostly, uh, but at least we know it's not going to be any type of a prequel. Um, also you can play as male or female, uh, and there will be times when your gender will quote be important. Um, so I don't know exactly what he means by that. If that's going to be just little changes like in new Vegas, how female can seduce Vinny in new Vegas, or, uh, if it's going to be something more significant than that.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the Bethesda hasn't been known for world changing world shifting, uh, quests you know the effects of your quests haven't necessarily changed the entire landscape of a game so i'm i'm hoping for more of that this series uh, or this for fallout 4 um so my mind's drifting more towards little tweaks here and there in the story that you might not notice the first playthrough which isn't bad it's just i i just have a feeling that's how it's going to be
2: right i would like it if it was a more significant difference uh to encourage you to really play the game through as both genders uh I'd like to see what what it would be. Um, We'll see. We'll find out. We will
0: see. November.
2: (laughs) Speaking of the genders of your player character, the voice actors for each gender have been announced. If you play Fallout 4 as a male, your voice actor will be Brian T. Delaney. Uh, He's done uh, quite a few video games within the last couple of years, mostly as additional voices or uh, uh, smaller roles in those games. Uh, one of the more significant roles that I found was uh, he played the AI Roland in uh, Halo Four. I don't know if uh, any of our audience uh, has crossover uh, with Halo series. I'm a big fan sure, of Halo, and do. I, I loved Roland. Uh, Roland's his wisecracks in Spartan Ops were just brilliant. I loved Roland. Um, if you play Fallout Four as a female, your voice actor will be Courtney Taylor who has significantly more extensive voice acting credits. Uh, You'll recognize her as Ada Wong from the Resident Evil series. She was also Jack from the Mass Effect series, and that was a character that I really liked. Yeah, Um,
1: Jack was awesome.
2: She she did a great job as Jack, just nailed emotional delivery and, and everything. Just so angsty. Love Jack.
0: Yeah, Jack was great. And I'm a fan, a huge fan of uh, Resident Evil series. Um, So Mm -hmm. Ada Wong was definitely all through it. And she was the same way, just annoying and mean and not annoying. But, well, I guess Ada Wong was. Jack wasn't. But, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Uh, No, I was going to say, she also did stuff for uh, New Vegas.
2: Right. She was Gloria Van Graaff in New Vegas and uh, a couple of other voices because Fallout games only have six voice actors doing all the voices. (laughs)
1: Gotcha. But, uh
2: Yeah, she was Gloria Van Graaff. Uh, For an interesting bit of trivia, both of our voice actors have portrayed a Halo AI in the Halo series. Um, Courtney Taylor was Serena from uh, Halo Wars, which was a less popular Halo title, but still very good. Uh, Those two actors have been working for two years. They've recorded 13,000 lines of dialogue each.
0: Good grief. Is that just for Fallout or just in general over their careers?
2: No, that's just for Fallout 4. Um they've wow. been basically chained to a recording booth for 2 years. Apparently so. uh, to give us a wealth of decisions. Uh that makes me feel a little better about having the voice protagonist knowing that they've recorded it with different, you know, different modes of delivery, you know, yeah. for each It's basically like they're acting different characters, if you think about it. Because if you choose the good guy dialogue option, you know they're going to deliver it like a good guy. If you choose the jerk option, they're probably going to deliver it with a little more sass.
0: I I would hope so. (laughs) At this point in voiceover (laughs) with gaming, I would hope that they would put some emotion into the the VO.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little more on board with having a voice protagonist. Um, Todd Howard talked about why they chose Boston as the setting for Fallout 4. He? he said that Boston has the right mix of American history, Americana, and high-tech that make for an ideal Fallout location. So. Nice. They they seem to stick on the East Coast, these Bethesda Fallouts.
0: It, maybe it's just cheaper for them to travel there. I don't know.
2: <laughs> maybe. I don't mind. Maybe them. they just like it.
0: Well, There's a lot of history that, I mean... The East Coast is the older section of, of the United mm-hmm. States, so maybe there's just more history that they wanna that they wanna focus on there. I, I'm not sure. I, I would like to see um, I would like to see their depiction of like a 1940s 50s Hollywood. That would be kind of interesting to see.
2: So, that would be cool.
0: Yeah. So uh,
2: the shooting in Fallout 4 is going to be less dependent on the the dice roll sort of mechanic as it was in Fallout 3. Uh, If you're really good at aiming, you'll be able to compensate for having a a lower small gun stat, but not entirely. Um, How do you feel about that, Rick?
0: I always thought it was that way to begin with. Um, No. Totally. If
2: you have your reticle, you know, right on a guy, the game might decide, you know what, your skill is too low, you missed.
0: I I didn't realize that. I I thought the gun had, like, some sort of natural spread to it, and I had assumed that the better your gun skill, um, the tighter that spread would be, but I didn't necessarily think it was a dice roll any more than just the gun's accuracy in itself. Mm. So
2: It's something I always found frustrating. Uh, I play a <laughs> lot of, of first-person shooter campaigns, mm. and uh, I, I'm not great at, at shooters, but I am, you know, decent. And I, I know I should have hit that guy, but I didn't. <laughs> and uh, I hate that. But... Like I've said before, I'm very resistant to change, uh, so uh, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. VATS um, that, in Fallout 4 is going to be more of a slowdown instead of an entire pause of the action. Um, Todd Howard said that this would make the gameplay more dynamic. This is not something that I'm a fan of. Oh, really? uh, I like the Pip-Boy pause. I, I like to just throw up my Pip-Boy and, and uh, the world stops. Um, well, he. I, I don't really. Yeah. I was gonna I say know, he did.
0: He did say it was Vats, not so much Pip Boy. So. Yeah,
2: but I like I like the Vats pause too. You know, I I like everything stops. I can I can figure out what I'm gonna do, make a decision.
0: I'm kind of. And this the... is
2: possibly because I'm I'm less good at Fallout. You know, I'm not I'm not fantastic at video games. Let's face that. <laughs> Right now, I'm I'm not very good at video games, um, and I'll panic Vats a lot. Just be like Panic Vats! Oh, Just, oh okay. Go Vats. You're, ah.
0: you're the kind that like pulls up the pit boy, munches a whole bunch of food, and takes a breather while there's like a ghoul right, right in front of you with his That's arm back, totally waiting mean. to smack you. Totally me. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am I'm totally opposite. I am looking forward to the uh, slowdown of the Vats. Um, during the e during BE 3 they showed that same mechanic in doom when switching weapons um and i thought that that looked like it probably felt good to play like that um i was also really excited to see that uh the, the vats was the same way that it was a slowdown you could watch everything move slower and i feel like that might be much more fluid for the for the game, um, that it would yeah. feel like you could you you had time to make a decision, yet at the same time you still feel pressured to you know be quick about it. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that slowdown. Uh, I, I what right now actually I want to ask the chat room: is everyone experiencing the stream okay? Um, it looks like I'm getting some glitches, and I just want to make sure that people are getting their stream right. If not, I'll have to refresh it. Uh, just let me know in the chat. Anyway, so I just wanted to make that aware. Um,
2: Another change to the gameplay is that critical hits are going to now be under player control instead that. of being randomized. Um, there's like a crit meter that you build up, and then and then you just trigger it whenever you're ready. So um, that's cool, I guess. But I, I I'm not sure how I feel about that either. Again, with the the resistant to change over here. Uh, what do you think, Rick? I-
0: I think it's going to be a... Uh, okay, it looks like the stream is good. Awesome, great. Um, I think... Uh, I think it's going to be a welcome change. However, I've got a feeling there's going to be a mod to replace that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that the modded community will be like, let's go back to the original mechanics where they'll, they'll freeze the time and, um, um, and that sort of thing. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm, I'm looking forward to these new changes. I... I just, I just like change, I guess. Uh, when when companies try something new... Um...
2: We are so opposite in our play styles. <laughs> yes, <we are>. <laughs> <laughs> this critical thing, to me, it feels like a cheat code. Uh, it reminds me of... Uh, I don't know if you've ever played much of the Assassin's Creed series. Just um, sure. I played the heck out of them until they were releasing them so often that I couldn't keep up. And uh, in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, they introduced like the win button. And you could just tap the left bumper... And uh, assassin friends would just fly in from everywhere and just kill everyone.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> and
2: that's what the the critical hit meter being a, on command makes me think of. Like, oh, you know, I can't do this on my own crit. You know.
0: I wonder if uh, I wonder if they're going to do if they have the mysterious stranger or the what was the what was the woman called?
2: I forget. Lady what... Love. Was yeah, she Lady I- Love. I
0: guess or something. But I wonder if those two are going to be the same way. Maybe. I wouldn't think they would be, but I wonder if they're going to try something along those lines. Eh.
2: Mm.
0: We'll see. I'm looking uh, they, also,
2: they also talked a lot about the settlement building thing. They talked about being inspired by Minecraft, that the team at Bethesda just had been playing a ton of Minecraft. Uh, they said that it's not necessary uh, to participate in the settlement building minigame uh, or whatever you would uh, refer to that. But that is it is extensive, and there's a ton of content in that. I know that's something you're looking forward to, Rick.
0: I am. Um, some of the MMOs I've played uh, ha- deal with shelter building and, and that sort of thing, and survival. Uh, and I love that element of those MMOs. So that the the fact that they're bringing that to Fallout to give it a little bit more of a survival feel, they kind of hinted. They kind of. They kind of. Um, uh, they kind of touched on that, or at least Obsidian did with their hardcore mode where you had to eat, drink, and sleep and, and bullets mm. weight stuff. I, I like that realism um, element to it. So that's why I'm looking forward to um, the shelter building because it's more of that survival, um, you've got to build a community sort of thing. I really, really am looking forward to it. I like all that little stuff. It's what keeps me yeah. playing for hours upon hours and never beating the game except for like once. <laughs>
2: Did you play the house building DLC for Skyrim? I can't remember what it was called. Something about Hearth.
0: Hearth, Hearthfire, I believe.
2: Hearthfire, that's right. I wanted to call it Hearthstone, but that's a different thing for uh, another podcast.
0: I I totally did. I built all the houses that I could, put people in them, stocked them full of whatever they were. Each one was different. Um, If Mm -hmm. I was a wizard, I would have the towers. So, yeah, I, I like that sort of thing. Although I'm not like a hoarder. I only keep what I need or what's rare. A collector more like it um but yeah i totally don't Oh, so
2: you collectors are better than us hoarders are you
0: yes yeah Mm -hmm.
2: i'll remember that rick (laughs) (laughs) i built the houses in skyrim because achievements um but i didn't really get into that i it wasn't my thing i felt like i'd rather just move into uh to one of the existing already furnished houses and just drop my stuff and yeah, but I, I don't expect it. that I will be. Nah, no, but but it's not yours. It's
0: just already pre-made.
2: Yeah, I, I'd but I'd rather buy a thing than make a thing. That's that's that carries over to real life too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just not interested. I uh, I'll try it. I'll give it a try. You better. But it. I have a feeling that I'm not going to spend many many hours building a settlement in Fallout Four.
0: Well, There's probably going uh, to be so achievements evolved. Around shelter building, so mm-hmm. you'll probably end up having to do it just because of your OC. You're right. I'm going to have
2: like this bomb shelter, just all awesome. <laughs> you're going to have. <laughs> tricked out. You're going to have <laughs> it.
0: No, I was going I could just picture you having it like just the bare minimum to keep.
1: <laughs> That's exactly Just to get the achievement.
0: The and you'll go back there possible. every once in a while, and like the tin roof has fallen in, and there's like skeletons everywhere from people who've died. And you're just <laughs> we'll like, eh, I got the achievement. On one thing, do what? I
2: must have sheets on the bed. Uh, it drives me crazy in Fallout. All the just bare, dirty mattresses. Is it so hard to wash a set of sheets? I mean, really? Come on, Fallout people. Is it so hard?
0: Uh, probably in the wasteland, yeah. I'm sure it is. <laughs> you have raiders and red well, scorpions and all that stuff.
2: When I build a house, there's going to be sheets on the darn bed. And that's, that's that. <laughs> so that was pretty much the... Uh, the uh, width and, and breadth of the the interview uh, with Todd Howard. Um, so we'll move on to our next news item. This came from Game Rant. Fallout Shelter earned $5.1 million in its first two weeks. That, $5.1 million. <laughs> which is
0: insane, considering the only thing you can buy in that game is loot. Lunchboxes.
2: Yeah. Totally optional. F- the lunchboxes are totally optional. And <laughs> um, it made I, so much money, right? Um, it actually dethroned Candy Crush as the top-grossing free app on the iOS App Store. So, Congrats. congratulations! Yes,
0: yes, well deserved.
2: We off our cap to you, Fallout Shelter. Um, and Fallout Shelter was getting seventy million plays per day. And that's a ton of plays, uh, because I can't have been responsible for more than eight or 9,000 of, of those individual logons <laughs> daily. So,
0: totally get on
2: you, Fallout Shelter.
0: Yeah, I totally didn't mm-hmm. contribute uh, again. Android runner here. Can't <laughs> play the game. Sucks. Yes, well. Soon. You, soon. you can
2: play your eight or 9,000 logons a day soon. <laughs>
0: that's true. Very soon.
2: Okay, our next news item is uh, not really news as much as it is just something I found online. GameSpot posted an article discussing Fallout 4 story hints from the previous games. Um, The article talked about um, Boston landmarks. It said that the ones we have seen, like Bunker Hill, Fenway Park, and the USS Constitution, aren't nearly as important as the landmark we haven't seen, namely MIT. Nice. Uh, The Institute in the Fallout lore. Uh they talked a lot about the replicated man quest in Fallout 3. Um basically an homage to Blade Runner and the your uh, uh helpless android you can either help him escape uh or you can turn him back in. Uh the author of this GameSpot article thought that the Synth Retention Bureau um conflict with the railroad um who is is the uh opposing faction trying to free the androids.
1: Oh I'll play a- about those guys. Artist.
2: Fallout plot, yeah. Uh Mae Wong, is that right? No, that's wrong. That's wrong. I forget the lady's name. I don't know either. Uh she looked like Mae Wong though. <laughs> Mae Wong was a slave in Rivet City. Uh, but the Railroad lady looked kinda like her in my recollection.
0: Yeah, I can't remember. Anyways,
2: like. that's that's just gone way, way off uh book there. <laughs> uh what do you think about Fallout Force plot with the institute and the, the androids?
0: I uh I'm hoping. I'm hoping it goes in a Blade Runner esque uh, kind of feel although you know that that i don't maybe they won't because they've already kind of touched on that in fallout 3 although mm-hmm. somebody over there is a big fan of of blade runner because of fallout 3's quest and they put the decker gun in fallout new vegas called that gun that's right so they're they definitely dig uh Blade Runner over there so we'll see and then you
2: also have to think about the uh we know the Brotherhood of Steel figures in this game we've seen them uh so how are they gonna play in you know to the overall storyline
0: maybe MIT has some technology they want and they finally get really bold and say we're gonna steal it um Mm-hmm. or they think that MIT is using it for bad or something, or maybe there's a, they're building a slave army of androids. I don't know. It, it could go any number of ways. Um, they've given us enough hints for us to speculate the crap out of the, the trailers and the gameplay video. Um, I suspect um, the QuakeCon stuff is going to just add to that speculation and not give us any answers because Bethesda is good at that. Um, but at this point, I, I'm
2: so envious of everybody that gets to go to QuakeCon. Yeah. Please, please, if you get to go to QuakeCon, tell us about it. Please tell us about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: that 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 I wish I could go to. But um, yeah, I I don't know what to say at this point. It because it's all pure speculation, and I just feel so strange just saying. Because in my head, I'm like, it could be this, it could be that, it could be this, and then I run the whole gambit of what it could be. And there's, <laughs> I guess that way I'm hedging my bets. I can't be wrong. <laughs> So, but yeah, so we're. Well, I think
2: that brings us to the end of our our uh, legitimate news. Our legitimate news, yes,
0: and we're going to go over to the Post National Enquirer and talk about some stuff that we saw in the trailer, um, or things that we think a little bit about uh, Fallout Four and what that's going to be like. I was watching the gameplay from be three not too long ago, or at least their reveal um, when they were showing all of their concept art. And there was one in the background that kind of caught my interest. And that was, it looked like some sort of mask over your face. Uh, and the UI, the concept of the UI looked a lot different than it looks like when you aren't in Power Armor. Because the Power the power Armor UI looks, um, or HUD I should say. Power Armor HUD is different than the player HUD. And it looked like you were underwater in this piece of concept art. So, I'm thinking and I'm hoping that there is underwater exploration much more so than there was in new vegas in new vegas you get the rebreather from the boomers to go pop the plane out of the uh lake and somehow they fly it again and um that was pretty much it there was a few underground like caves you could go to but nothing nothing crazy um so i'm hoping that there might be some like ships or some crash stuff in the, in, in the like water Like shipwrecks?
2: There. Like pirate treasure?
0: Well, I mean, maybe not pirate treasure, but yeah, like old battleships and Come stuff. Come on, Rick.
2: Pirate treasure. Imagine with me. It would be brilliant.
0: Yeah, okay. Spanish
2: doubloons, yes. gold doubloons.
0: Okay, fine. Yes, it could be some form of currency like the Legion denarii. sure. But um, but that's what I mean. Like, I'm hoping you can find ships under the water and, like, go swim in them and maybe get, like, a harpoon gun or something to shoot at oh, mutated so cool. sharks. You know, like sharks with big, beefy arms and legs. Like,
2: like Myrlurks? Or like the the street sharks.
0: Yes, that's what I was going for. <laughs> like I would love to go underwater, <laughs> and there's the street sharks.
2: <laughs> that would be so amazing. It
0: would be great. I couldn't remember their name. Thank you. I'm here to help. <laughs> so yeah, that's. Um,
2: I really I enjoyed the rebreather in Fallout New Vegas, and um, there wasn't a ton down there, but you could find some some ammo caches. And there were some Easter eggs. Uh, I think I found a game of like underwater cards at one point. Oh, really? Fallout, yeah. huh, I never saw any of
0: that. So uh,
2: I would really dig it if we, could, if we could go free diving in Fallout 4. Um, yeah,
0: I would, I would so really
2: our, like it. Our next item in the Post-National Enquirer, uh, I'd like to talk about what Fallout Shelter can teach us about Fallout 4. Uh, I was looking at some screenshots from the E3 gameplay demo, and uh, it looks like radiation can cap your health meter. There was like a little red, mm. little red bar on the end of the health meter, uh, and that looked just like in uh, Fallout Shelter when your dwellers start to get radiated. Um, that fills up the side uh, of your of your health meter, and uh, it limits your health points. Um, mm. So, uh, I wonder if that's how it's going to work in Fallout Four. That's, um, a, that's
0: an interesting concept. I'd. I always wanted, like, radiation sickness to do more than it did. <laughs>
2: hmm And um, also the Fallout 4 Settlement building. Uh, yeah, The screenshots of that show several uh, different um, meters up at the top, including food, water, power, happiness, number of dwellers, number of beds. Uh, those are all things that you're monitoring when you play Fallout Shelter. Uh, so I wonder if that's sort of a... If Fallout Shelter is sort of a light version of the Fallout Four settlement building, hmm, that's
0: a good, it's a good idea. I should get brushed up on that <laughs> to tackle the. Um, well, you, can you build? Can you build like automated turrets and stuff in uh, Shelter?
2: No, or if you can, then I haven't gotten that far yet. Um, I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, I also wonder if you'll be able to interact with your people in Fallout Four. Um, the way that you do in Fallout Shelter, how you can get to know them and and uh, arm them, dress them. Hmm. I wonder if you'll be able to do that in Fallout Four.
0: It looked like you could have store vendors. I think didn't he mention something about having vendors and store owners come in and like
2: oh, renting on space? Cool. I thought
0: Kinda I thought like that. yeah, I thought that Todd Howard had said something like that during BE three. I could be wrong. Um,
2: you can do that in Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. Have uh, vendors in your base. Um, there was another thing I noticed today when I was playing Fallout Shelter. Um, my little dweller was shooting at a radroach, and then she kicked it in the face with the gun still in her hand. Um, <laughs> so is that something that you're going to be able to do? Like, use a, a melee attack while you're while you're armed with a gun? That would be cool. I enjoy that, that in, uh, in other shooters.
0: Yeah, I think <laughs> Resident Evil's 4, 5, and 6 had some melee combat um intermixed with depending on where you Mm. shot them um i don't know if the engine can do that sort of thing although they are using a different engine they're using the creation engine and not the one that they used for three or vegas um so who knows what good features and goodies are going to be in store for us uh when it comes to the small little details like that that matter a lot like, like you I said. I think
2: that would really change the game, you know? If you're, if you're shooting at ghouls and they're running at you and then they get close and you can just slam them in the face, that would be so fun. I that, would enjoy that.
0: Yeah, that would be totally awesome. I, I think that would be it would add much more to the game other than like there's somebody charging me and I can't let go of my gun <laughs> without like doing this interface or doing right. you know I can't just drop the gun and, and use my fists um, I have to... Uh, put the gun behind my back, pull my pistol out and fire or whatever, mm-hmm. or put the gun away and then use my fisty cuffs. But um, you just can't drop the gun and use your fists. And I am wondering if they're going to put in something like that. Cause Skyrim kind of had a quick switch that was a little bit better than, than Fallout's quick switch, or at least it froze mm-hmm. time. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. That should be, should be interesting. Um, I
2: don't know. Fallout Shelter also has um, the T60 series of power armor that hasn't appeared in any previous Fallout games. Mm. Uh, So far, Fallout Shelter is the only game in which you can have T60 series power armor, so I would assume that's going to be a thing in Fallout 4. I don't know if that's going to be new power armor that they've developed in uh, in current post-apocalyptic times as opposed to just using the dregs of what was left behind.
0: I was reading before that the Enclave had far superior armor than the, what was the Fort Constantine armor, the T-49B? The T-51. T-51. Uh, the Enclave had really superior armor, but for some reason, I can't remember why, I, I, it's been a while since I read it, that they lost everything, yeah. that they had to go back scrounging, and that's why they have the armor that they have now. In the I T-51. think
2: that was the destruction of Navarro, maybe?
0: That might be it. That sounds right. I just, I just don't I'm remember. Sure. So it could be that maybe this T-60, um, because T-51B was a prototype, and I don't think that ever saw the light of day as far as warfare was concerned pre-war. Um, so it's a fair guess to say that the T-60s developed post-war. They certainly have enough tech to figure out how to make better power armor. And the fact that you can maybe actually... Maybe that's
2: what they're doing at MIT.
0: Ah, maybe. And the fact that you can actually customize your power armor in the game seems to suggest Mm -hmm. that you can create things, new pieces of power armor out of stuff that you find, uh, and it's all post-war. I'm so so
2: excited about that, about arms from one suit and shoulders from one suit. Um, I I think I've mentioned before about eight times on this podcast that I'm a fan of the Halo series. (laughs) And uh, I I don't play a ton of multiplayer. I do play some co-op. But uh, in, say, Spartan Ops or Firefight modes where you have your customizable Spartan and you can unlock different armor types, um, I spend, like, 30 minutes before I ever go into a match just playing paper dolls with my Spartan and trying on different helmets and different (laughs) shoulder pads. And, oh, these legs make me look fat, so I'm going to swap them out. Oh, but the recon helmet is so cool. and. So I, I'm going to really enjoy uh, dressing myself with the power armor.
0: There're going to be so. tons of us who play for three hours straight, and all we have done is just <laughs> swapped out uniforms and outfits, and do I like that? And no, I like that. Well, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. And blah blah blah. And then I'll try this gun. Then I'll modify it this way. And then before we know it, three hours have gone by, and we've done absolutely nothing except just change clothes.
2: But our power armor is on fleek, yo. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Okay, so we're gonna get into our gameplay for the week, um, but before we do, I am getting some errors on my end. I have to refresh the stream, so bear with me for just five minutes, I apologize. Uh, we'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. Um, great. Hopefully this helps fix some things. I don't know if it will, but it should. Um, I had to restart the, uh, stream there. My apologies, uh to everyone watching um all right we're gonna go ahead and we are going to get into our gameplay for this week
1: no! No!
0: makes me smile every time i hear it um so, good. <laughs> so uh this week in game <clears throat> we are going to once again travel to the wastes of New Vegas and um, and I know we were in New Vegas last week but that's okay um, I love New Vegas and I love Fallout 3 which will be in soon but this week um, I explored Vault 22 and went to visit Cottonwood Cove so we're going to go ahead and get right into our gameplay so I'm <clears throat> There's this little blown-out building, and I could see these little red ticks on my radar. Oh, oh! I I should say too that this is my uh, cowboy build, I guess you could say. Um, No armor whatsoever, and uh, all lever-action stuff and revolvers. Um, I had a lot of. I felt like my guns weren't doing anything during this playthrough, so I switched to my trusty lever-action shotgun, and I think I used this for two hours straight switching, um, out a little bit there, and I just love the shotgun, because it blows them down the halls, and I, I just it's one of my favorite guns. Um, I, I hate Cazadors with a passion. Uh, I don't know if you like them, Chalene, but I absolutely I'd rather fight death claws than Cazadors.
2: Me too. Cazadors are the worst. They're the meanest thing in, in Fallout.
0: Totally. And they kill your, uh, <laughs> they kill your uh, companions in, like, a split second if they hit him with that venom. So fast. And the sucky thing is, when combat ends, usually your companions heal, but the venom doesn't go away. And your companions aren't smart enough to use anti-venom if you give it to them. So mm-hmm. you have to, like, fast travel. Um, at least I've had to fast travel to get them to actually, like, not die. Um, <clears throat> so this was weird for me. Maybe because I'm using Eddie and Boone as companions... But if you look at Ooh, my that's map, that's a lot of
2: cazadors.
0: Yeah, I have never seen that many red blips on my radar representing cazadors in my life. And at this point, I have so much ammo, I just go trigger happy uh, with my trusty old cowboy repeater for long range, uh, modified with the uh, receiver upgrade. And I didn't even realize it was gold till I—I must have not modded this gun the last couple times I played it. Um, I never realized that the receiver and lever action handle was, was gold when you replaced it. That's another Pretty thing. I, yeah, that's another thing you missed, Chalene, about modding is it actually changes the look of your guns. Yeah. So sorry about that. am have
2: to. I'm gonna have to do some more modding next time I play New Vegas.
0: The one thing is they don't actually give you a scope for the cowboy repeater. You have one for the trail carbine. You can steal. You can steal a scoped version of the cowboy repeater from one of the uh, first recon snipers, but you have to kill him, I believe, or pickpocket him. Either way, mm. I've always done an NCR character, um, so I never really messed with him. This, uh, this, this character is actually kind of out for himself. He's not a mean guy, but he's also not a nice guy. And basically, this game is going to be all about him. So he's going to take over. Uh, New Vegas for himself and that sort of thing, so which you'll see later on when we get to Cottonwood Cove. Um but yeah, I just I never fought so many Cazidors and lived before. So many. I hate those things. And I'm just maybe it's because I'm not that good. I think it's just the companions I'm with. Um Boone mm. and Edie are amazing when it comes to killing these things.
2: Yeah. I always whenever I find that I'm fighting Cazidors in New Vegas. I always uh, look over at Boone and he's doing the Igor walk because he's poisoned and crippled.
0: <laughs> the Igor walk?
2: Oh yeah, he does this thing that's like dragging his legs. at oh, yeah. one shoulder.
0: Are you, I, I hope you're referring to uh, uh, Young Frankenstein. At least that's where my mind goes. Or is that was mm-hmm. Igor? Or he does say Igor. I forget. Anyway. Um, I wanted to pick... Oh, squeak there. I wanted to pick a, a, a quest to, to show you guys. And I, in Vault 22... Was a good one, because it's got this mix of, like, zombie, but not ghoul things. And you'll see right here the first, um... I think they're called spore carriers that kind of just... I hate
2: these guys. They scare me so much.
0: Yeah, but here is where the shotgun comes in real handy. Just blow them right back down the hallway. Oh Wow, one
2: shot. That's lovely. It's
0: not often... I mean, the 30-odd buckshot with this lever action is just, like, awesome. It's, It's one of my favorite. Um... So, I, I, this vault was a little bit more freaky than others, just because they tend to hide in the bushes. Um, and
2: you'll pass the same bush several times, and it's only on the third time that the little guy pops out at you.
0: Yeah. it. it one thing I did notice, that I think they're supposed to start laying down in the bushes, and then they stand up where mine will start sitting up and then they'll drop to the ground and then stand up. It, it, I don't know if the animation got messed up or, or what. Um, but yeah. Uh, I also wanted to show you this too. There are a couple things in this vault that you can miss that aren't actually a part of the quest that you get from Camp McCarran to come in here. Uh, one of them is HEPA filters. I think you get six HEPA filters. And those are supposed to go to the Brotherhood of Steel. Um in there, uh... I forget what that... What's that valley called? Hidden Valley. And, uh, I think it's part of some sort of quest that you can use them there. Um, mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, And then, um... There's a food additive that you can get. And, um... That goes to, uh... Palmer in Camp McCarran. There's mm-hmm. also a special weapon in Shalene. I think you know the name of this.
2: Uh, AER-14?
0: Yeah. Um... That's also in here somewhere, I completely missed it. Be on the lookout, it's a fancy dancy laser rifle. Um, Always remember to clear out stalls before you go-go, by the way, Uh, and take a shotgun along it, it it helps. Um, So yeah. I didn't realize there were so many mantises in this vault. I thought it was mostly the spore carriers and the spitter plants that you can run into.
2: Now you showed me up here something that I'd never seen before what in was it? Fallout. Um, the tiny little mantises. Uh, you can just step on them and they die. Yes.
0: Yeah, totally can. Um, I don't know if it's a strength requirement or not, because I think at one point I couldn't actually step on them and kill them. Um, but, uh, yeah, it seems I can do that here. But So that might be something we should try, is like putting a strength at one, um, putting strength at one and trying to uh stomp on these things uh there's a few people in chat talking about how the stream is glitching out i am totally sorry for that um i'll try to have it fixed for next week um maybe once the gameplay video is 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 over it'll clear up a little bit but uh just as a reminder you can totally watch this on youtube um uh probably later tonight or tomorrow and it'll also be up on itunes and stitcher as well if if uh you're uh gonna hop out of the stream at the Mm -hmm. moment which don't blame you I see that mine is frozen Uh, (laughs) so anyway um, so in the main underground cave area here um, this is where you find Keeley there's also a lot of spitter spore plants around Mm -hmm. and I love sneaking around to try to kill these things Um, yeah so Boone here goes a little belligerent and decides to waste all of his microfusion cells by shooting at absolutely nothing <laughs> right here. Just boom, 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 boom. Not even shooting anything. He's just firing. <laughs> he doesn't Boone is stop. so
2: bad with energy weapons.
0: <laughs> he does eventually say, out of ammo. Like, yes, because you wasted it all.
2: <laughs> I love Boone.
0: So, it, I do like Boone too, but he's best when he's like left to his, uh, Mm-hmm. Um when he's I love I love how I reload seven shots before the shell that I just ejected hits the ground. I love rapid <laughs> reload. But um I see in the chat room somebody's asking if that's a Henry rifle. No it's not, it's the cowboy repeater. Um stuck in a perpetual state of aiming down the barrel. <laughs> I'm so sorry for this stream guys. Um anyway, you'll enjoy the video once it's on YouTube, I'm sure you will. <laughs>
2: And thanks but, for sticking around anyway, those of you who have.
0: Yes, thank you very, very much. Um <coughs> excuse me. So here's Keely. Uh she's Hi, very Keely. she's very angry and mean because she's been trapped down here this whole time. Your sweet time.
2: <laughs> the NCR sent- I love her, she's snarky.
0: Yeah. She eventually asks you to blow up the vault, essentially, with a firebomb that she's let gas leak into the uh vault. And um You have to start it right at the vents pretty much so what i typically do is i go hide in a little room and pop a grenade through the door as i close the door unfortunately most of the time i think i get it right this time but most of the time i close the door before i throw the grenade or i don't close the door fast enough and it kills you this explosion is really really powerful i'm not sure what the hit points are on it but but i always died
2: there many times yeah
0: i always pop a frag grenade and close the door Textbook, and Rick. Kaboom. Text- <laughs> so, um, so, Cottonwood Cove, for those of us that have taken it over or raided it, if we've been anti-Legion as I have been every single time i played the game, um, I've always gone in guns a-blazing or grabbed the Gobi campaign scout rifle. I forget the proper name of it. And I've always grabbed that and just sniped away at whoever was down there because there's a family down there who needs to survive. Um, however, this time I decided to take the easy route because of the character's motif. And l- there's a there's a ramp up on the over, or there's a trailer up on the overlook that's full of radiation barrels that you can lockpick for fifty uh, with a lockpick skill of fifty, and it unleashes a whole onslaught of death radiation down into the camp, and it kills almost everyone. And the camp is I've so much.
2: I've never done it
0: that way. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I I, I uh. It kind of is a bummer because you kill the family, and I haven't tried releasing the family secretively by sneaking and then releasing the barrels. But I would imagine that they would get killed running out of the uh, get killed running out of the uh, the gate there because they're just running past all the legionnaires. and I doubt that they would just wave at them as they ran by, um, or at least they'd wave at them with their machetes. But um, so yeah, there's. There's basically just like a few dudes left in the main open area here as you see me just popping shots off at him. But for the most part, everyone else is dead. The main guy, uh, I forget his name, but the lane, main guy up in the second floor of the, the middle building, um, he's dead. Oh, this is the first time i use the a hunting revolver. It's just, it's a gorgeous pistol. Head off, body fly. It's great. Um, I thought I would toy with this guy here by... Uh, Trying to shoot him in the leg. And, uh, I I think I toyed with him a little too hard, like a cat with a mouse. (laughs) And then I ended up just taking off his leg. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's a wonderful sight.
2: That's so funny.
0: So, um, but yeah, like I was saying, pretty much everyone's dead by the radiation barrels that you release. And, uh... It, it it's kind of a bummer you lose the family and you can't get that you can't get that um mission because you fail it right off the bat obviously because they're dead um I also want to make a side note if you refresh your streams it might work now that the game plays off and we're back to the normal uh screen as we are anyway um so yeah I ran vault twenty two and i ran uh um Excuse me. I ran Vault 22 and I, I ran Cottonwood Cove because I thought those would be a lot of fun. And turns out they were a lot of fun, especially when you realize you have no damage resistance at all whatsoever. It's just your health. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you have to be careful. You have to be a lot more careful. So what was your week like in gameplay? What did you play?
2: Well, I'm playing Fallout 3 on my PlayStation 3, still working on my trophy run. And uh, I'm playing through Broken Steel. And uh, when we left my character, Forrest Gump, (laughs) he was unarmed, crouched, huddled behind a Nuka-Cola machine with a Deathclaw right there, just praying that the Deathclaw didn't turn his head. So um, that was where I saved, which it was was kind of a dumb place to save, but (laughs) (laughs) I had had too much, so I just had to stop. So I loaded up my game and uh, the Deathclaw turned his head. And uh, Insta Kill, just I was dead immediately. Uh, (laughs) Then I I reloaded the save.
0: Like right when you loaded,
2: Load dead. (laughs) I reloaded the save, and my character has a hundred sneak. Yeah, that's handy. Yeah, so I, I, I just thought I'll try it again. I'll try it again. So I loaded the save, and um, there I was in sneak. And this time the deathclaw passed me by. (laughs) So I, I caught a break finally at once. And uh, I sneaked past the death claw and everything was okay. I got out from behind that Nuka-Cola machine where I was feeling so wretched. And uh, I started going through my pockets to see what I had on me. Because like, like I said, I had left pretty much everything behind. Um, my power fist was broken. My power armor was broken. <laughs> I was wearing this Wasteland Doctor's outfit that I picked up off a of dead ghoul. Well, I was looking and I accidentally unequipped that Wasteland Doctor outfit and uh, it was broken and you cannot re-equip a broken item no no you can't so forrest gump was in his underwear so it was the only clothing i had it was all broken i did find this set of reading glasses so i put them on like that was gonna help
0: Mm
2: -hmm. uh so i'm in my underwear and some glasses because you wouldn't hit a guy in glasses would you um
0: you could see your death coming better
2: I found in my pockets a whole bunch of drugs, because, because. drugs have no weight.
0: <laughs> and drugs just happen to be in the pockets of your underwear.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. So let's not ask. Let's not ask where the drugs were. Okay. Nah, not at all. Um, but I, I found the drugs uh, because they don't have weight, so I I, I still carried everything that was weightless. Um, So I didn't know really which drug would help me the most. And I was in such dire straits that I just took one of everything (laughs) (laughs) and immediately became addicted to jet. Um, So that was, that was nice.
0: You went mambo number five on all those drugs.
2: Yeah, all I had were the drugs. So I took them all, took all the drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Not something, not something we endorse. Don't try
0: this at home. Don't take, don't take jet kids.
2: So I just kept going forward in sneak mode thinking, okay, I've got to find something. And uh, I came out into this big room uh, and there were two death claws and, and there was a bunch of walls and uh, all these giant um, shelving units, just very tall shelving units. So I'm sneaking around, hiding from the death claws. And uh, I made sure to turn my Pitboy boy radio off, something I, I often accidentally do when I'm trying <laughs> to sneak. So I'm sneaking around the shelves and I'm going through the shelves, trying to find something to help me, some clothes, a weapon, anything. And it's just garbage on these shelves, just garbage. Turpentine and a wrench and just, there's nothing. And then I come across this workbench and I think, hmm, maybe this stuff isn't just garbage. Uh, So I pick up uh, a lot of stuff off the shelves and carry it over to the workbench. Uh, I've built weapons in Fallout because achievements, uh, but that's not something I'm super interested in. Um, so I went ahead and, and went through the choices to see what I was able to make. And I made two bottle cap mines out of the ah. stuff that I, I found and a dart gun because I had killed a, uh, giant rad scorpion on my way to old only. So I had some poison glands, which was very lucky. So I made a dart gun and a couple of bottle cap mines.
1: Nice.
2: And, uh. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to get these deathclaws. And um, I walk around, and I sneak past one of the deathclaws. And then I get to uh, this area that looks like a deathclaw hatching ground. It's horrible. It's terrifying. There's just these deathclaw eggs, and there's cracked deathclaw eggs. And then there's just all of these just chunks of what was presumably once people uh, just nasty, gory. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just chunks of stuff that presumably they were going to feed to the baby deathclaws. And uh, I'm standing there in my underwear uh, holding some that's homemade explosives.
0: <laughs> I wish you got a screen capture of you naked with a bottle cap mine <laughs> around human remains and deathclaw eggs.
2: Exactly. And that's where I am when the death claw saw me. Uh, so he's, he's chasing me and I throw down a mine in the middle of the death claw eggs and, uh, he just passes it right by, doesn't step on it. <laughs> so I'm running, trying to bait him into this bottle cap mine. And finally he hits it and it takes a lot of his health. Nice. And then I throw another mine and I, I hate mines in fallout. I don't usually use them. And, uh but that was what I had. So I, I threw this other mine and, uh. I'm running back and forth past this mine trying to tempt the Death Claw to walk. Finally, I'm just running. I'm almost dead. I'm just spamming my Stimpak hotkey. And um, then I hear the little cha-ching when you get the experience nice. points, and I knew he was dead. I was like, yay, thank goodness. Um, nice. And I was going through some, the shelves. I found a box with some frag mines in it. Uh, yay, more mines. Just what I wanted. <laughs> um, so. I mined the ground um, before the other deathclaw got to me um, and took his health down significantly, hit him with the dart gun, uh, and uh, he was very low on health. He had like two bars of health, and uh, so finally I I just punched him to death with my bare fists. And there's not much that makes you feel more awesome (laughs) than punching a deathclaw to death with your bare fists in your underwear. So yeah, I felt pretty good about myself, and I made it to the door into Old Only Powerworks. I was just feeling really proud, and I walked in, and uh, and left the short hallway, and saw across the, the expanse there three or four Enclave guys in power armor <laughs> with incinerators, that's what you needed, energy weapons, and I remembered that I was naked with a dart gun and addicted to jets. <laughs> So I crawled back into the hall and got a drink out of the water fountain. And after I took a moment, I felt kind of better. So I sneaked along the wall to the side, because there's this in the, right when you enter the old only power works, it's uh three or four stories high. And the middle is just in a hole, just a hole, um, through all those different floors. So you can see through each level. Um, so I sneaked along the side of the wall and, uh, I was trying to bait just one Enclave guy to come after me, yeah. uh, and I, uh, I was hitting him with the darts. I was hiding behind the wall, and I'd peek my head out and hit him with a dart and then hide. And uh, they're like, oh, you know, possible target's over here, and, and they're looking <laughs> around. I'm like, please don't come over here. Please don't come over here. And um, I would hit him with a dart and then hide. And finally, just the one guy that I've been hitting with the darts comes to check me out. And uh, and I'm like, oh gosh, you know he's coming. Um, but I unequipped my dart gun, and I thought I'm just gonna I'm just gonna punch him. His health is pretty low, and I just punched him with all I had, and uh, <laughs> and he died. I punched him to death. It was fantastic, but he fell down to the ground floor through the hole. I just knocked him straight into that hole. He arced over, and fell down the hole. And I, I was proud because he was dead, but I needed his things. <laughs> So then I had to go back along the wall and find the stairs and get down there. I'm still in sneak mode. And uh, I took his clothes and uh, I took his gun, which was a plasma rifle. And uh, yeah, so I was armored. I was armed. It was a lot better. I went ahead and took out the rest of the robots in the room uh, after I moved on to the next room and uh, got the Tesla coil. Everything was pretty super uh, then I went on to the Who Dares Wins quest, uh, and I was a little better equipped this time. Uh, that's the final quest okay. in Broken Steel.
0: Never played Broken Steel, but I will soon.
2: I've played Broken Steel a couple of times. I know I've played it at least twice because I have the achievements for it. Um, <laughs> and, and, but I barely remembered this. The only really clear memory I have from Broken Steel is the Aqua Cura quest I talked about last mm-hmm. week. Um, so I get to the, to the White House, um, to Pennsylvania Avenue and uh, I'm at the White House. There's some Brotherhood of Steel guys there. I'm going to go to the presidential subway and there was just a ton of loot in that area. Just boxes and boxes of ammo and mines and grenades and health, just stim packs, rataway, Medics, just tons of stuff. And I started to get nervous because I thought, if, uh, if this is what comes after the Deathclaw hell that I just dragged myself out of, what am I getting myself into? Yeah. I felt like, um, I don't know if you've played the Legend of Zelda series, but um, you you'll, okay, your play is this character named Link, right? You'll walk into a room, you'll, you'll get all these bombs and arrows and you're like, yes, this is super, it's just great. And then you walk into the room, and the door slams behind you, and Link just gets this terrified look on his face. like "Ah." That's how I felt walking into the presidential underground. Um, It wasn't so bad, though. There were a lot of sentry bots down there. Um, I decided to be sneaky, and I sneaked by a lot of the sentry bots. Um, Something I'd like to note about the presidential underground area, whoever designed this, I think they didn't like policemen. Because there were a bunch of skeletons of cops everywhere, just skeleton after skeleton, um, holding a police baton in one hand and a thirty-two service rifle in the other hand. I even found one wearing a police hat, and I took the police hat like you do. Um, so anyway, that's just something I wanted to note. Um, I got through to the middle of the presidential underground and met Margot, the supercomputer who runs the, uh, the Presidential Underground Subway. She's a delightful lady, Margo the Computer. Um, and I convinced her to help me with my, uh, with my awesome talking abilities. And uh, I don't know how hard this quest would be if you didn't get Margo to help you, um, because she sent me to go and, uh, and clear out some ghouls. And there was like 12 ghoul reavers, feral ghoul reavers in this area. And she things. sent sentry bots with me. And even with these sentry bots, I really struggled to beat these feral ghoul reavers. They were so hard.
1: They were never And
2: uh, I hate them. I hate them so much because they're, they're basically a boss fight, right? Yeah. These feral ghoul reavers, they're so hard. They're, I think they throw grenades.
0: They throw they, some sort of like... I don't know if it's, like, hunks of themselves or some sort of, like, radioactive material, but they do... It anyway. does kind of explode a little bit, doesn't it?
2: It's a projectile that they throw at you, and it hurts really bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're so hard to beat, especially when you're playing as, as unarmed Forrest Gump, and you're trying to punch them to death, and they do so much damage. Yeah. And you beat them, and you feel accomplishment, and you loot the corpse, and you get two caps and a harmonica. <laughs> It's just not right. There, sh- there should be more reward when you've done something that hard.
0: <laughs> you get more reward right? for just feral goals.
2: So I found, I got to the end of the, of the subway, and before I left, I took a wrong turn. Um, and I found this skeleton on a bench, and she had this holotape. And uh, the note was called, Sorry, My Darling. And uh, she says, um, I, I should have gotten an audio file to play. But she says, uh, like, I'm so sorry, my darling, they found me down here and I'll never get to see the gift you got me. And it's terrible because so many people have died. Uh, And she gives a a hotel room where uh, her lover is supposed to be. So I'm going to have to check that out next week and see what this gift is. I'm pretty, pretty intrigued. Was
0: Um, was that supposed to be at the uh, hotel where you find Riley's Rangers?
2: I think it's a different hotel.
0: Okay. Because I remember uh, finding some some note in that hotel about... I think it was a guy who lost his daughter or something, actually.
2: Yeah, that was a... I remember that yeah. note. That's different.
0: Okay.
2: I can remember. So anyway, I found that note, and I'm going to have to investigate it later on. Um, and I got on the train. Uh, that was fun, to ride the train in Fallout. Uh, I got to see some some uh, sentry bots fighting some ghouls. That was, that was fun. And... Uh, I got to this big area at Adams Air Force Base where the Enclave are. That's your target. You're going to blow up their mobile base Um, and uh, usually they give you the, uh, the Brotherhood of Steel gives you the Tesla cannon, which is a a really fun weapon. It's just this shoulder thing you have and it's crackling with magical electricity (laughs) and it just, it creates the big explosions when you fire it. And I thought you know what though I'm gonna do this a little differently this time. I have all these stealth boys in my pockets and I never really use stealth boys uh, because um, I'm just I'm not a sneaky character. I'm not good at sneaking in video games in general Um, and I thought just for something fun I'm gonna use these stealth boys. So I stealthed my way through Adam's Air Force Base and it was like I was playing pranks on the Enclave. It was so fun i was hacking their turrets and uh, i have the robotics expert perk, so i'd sneak up behind the robots and just shut them off and i would steal the ammo right from under the enclaves noses and uh, i have that death claw control scrambler so i'd, I'd release the death claws on the enclave oh, it was nice. so fun just sneaking around doing this stuff um it was really a different way to play i've never really experienced before And, um, yeah, that was basically it. I I sneaked up to the mobile crawler thingy and uh, blew it up. It gives you choices. You can blow up the Enclave thingy like you're supposed to for good karma. Or you can blow up the Brotherhood of Steel. You can blow up the Citadel. Um, (laughs) You can aim it also at Megaton or Rivet City. I don't think it lets you actually blow them up, though. Hmm. Um, So, yeah, I exploded the thing, and that was uh, finished Broken Steel. Sarah Lyons came Gave me a ride I was like thanks Sarah And uh, that was the end Do you get to keep playing after
0: thing. that Or does it end your game like
2: No uh, The whole point of Broken Steel um, Was that it extended your game uh, Because Fallout 3 had an ending uh, right. in, the, in the water purifier And after Broken Steel That, that made your character live again and, uh, and you could continue to play So That's cool You can play eternally, Forever and ever That's cool
0: I know a lot of people hated that. <laughs> that you're
2: getting I I like to be able to play forever. I know a lot of people think the story needs to end. No, no, I meant I,
0: I meant that people were mad that you died and you couldn't keep playing.
2: Oh yeah. Well there were people though that really supported that that just wanted the end to be the end. But I was not one of those people.
0: Yeah. I think I would not so, uh, mind. Go ahead, sorry.
2: I'm sorry, I was just gonna say speaking of, of giant explosions. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, excuse me. I wanted to add a, one last thing. I actually would have not minded that ending at all if I just kind of had kind of figured out I was going to die. It kind of came abruptly mm-hmm. for me and I was like, "Oh, I hmm, I guess I have to reload the last save and keep playing." But then I felt bad because then Liberty Prime and the Brotherhood of Steel were stuck in this perpe- perpetual mm-hmm. state of war. And I felt so bad about just running away on them that I started a new game.
2: <laughs> I uh, I was annoyed uh, with Fallout 3 before Broken Steel came out. Because oh. um, because uh, I I ran with Fox my first playthrough. I had Fox with me. And I thought the whole point of Fox was that he is invulnerable to radiation. And he can walk into the chamber where the GAC is in Vault 87. That's his whole purpose for existing. But he can't go turn on the water purifier? I was so annoyed.
0: That... That's, I didn't even think Do about that. Do this
2: for me, friend. You, you just,
0: that's true. You're
2: just going to let me die, Fox, after <laughs> I saved you?
0: I didn't even think about that. That's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, speaking of large amounts of radiation... We're going to get to our lore segment for the evening. And last week, we went over the pre-war. So everything leading up to the Great War is what we uh, covered. So this time, we're going to be covering the Great War, much like the nukes covered the world. Um, So, we know that it started in October of two. 2077, and I think it was October 23rd to be exact, um, there was a two-hour-long exchange of nuclear weapons that ended the world. and uh, But nobody really knows who launched the first nuke. Um, in Fallout 2, Pritch- Pritchard... Blah, President Richard... Richardson... I can't talk this evening. President Richardson tells the player that China launched the first nuke, but we don't really know for sure if that's true or not. Um... The way it, I don't know. There's not a lot that tells us how China was acting leading up to the Great War, as far as in their internal government and, and society was concerned. We do know that America's society was collapsing, basically, as it were. And I kind of feel like America might have launched first. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's my gut. Um, so a couple little facts here that there was more energy released during that short exchange two hour long short. Yeah. There was more energy released during that exchange than all the previous wars combined. And apparently I'm not, um, I'm not sure where this is from, but mountain ranges formed and rivers and oceans were contaminated with radioactive fallout. And that killed pretty much all of the, the fauna and flora of the land. Um, that's why most of the water is radiated, especially in the Capital Wasteland. We know for the, we know that from playing New Vegas. Not many bombs hit that area because there's frankly not much out there. And uh, Mr. House took out a lot of those bombs with his defense. Uh, systems that he had in place. So a lot of the water in New Vegas isn't contaminated, where pretty much every single source of water in three Fallout 3 is contaminated. Because mm-hmm. um, DC was hit very, very hard. So after everything settled, after that two hour exchange, uh, the climate on the Earth was pretty much like a radioactive desert. And I'm, I'm wondering if we're ever going to get into what happened elsewhere in the world, maybe like Europe or the Middle East, um, since that's where a lot of the major conflicts started, um, or even in China, because it'd be kind of cool to see what Siberia would be like, or Ooh. was this nuclear exchange from everyone in the world, or was it just you know China and the US that just decided to bomb everything? I, I don't know. Um, but apparently it just turned the world into this radioactive desert, and when it did rain, it was black, radioactive death rain, you know. Um, so there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of uh, warning for this, as we can see in the beginning of Fallout 4. Um, they were warned, and then pretty much the bombs started falling. And as a result of that, a lot of the vaults started to get sealed as people were trying to get into the vault. Um and they died because of it. You can see that in Fallout Three and the Fallout Four trailer. Um, there are dead people outside the vault uh, gates. Um, in Fallout Four's uh, trailer, and in Fallout Three, when you come out of the Fallout Three vault, there are dead skeletons, and I think they're holding protest signs too, um, like, saying like "Let us in" and all that stuff. Um, But some people survived by taking shelter in subways and sewers in the Pulaski preservation shelters and caves, as we know Little Lamplight. Um, So a lot of people that were exposed to the radiation turned into ghouls, as we know. Some went feral. And apparently, according to some ghouls, that they went crazy just because of what was going on to their bodies. Um, And they became barrel goals, but some of them retained their sanity and became just normal goals as we know in the underworld and they formed their own little communities because they were kind of ousted from society at this point um in the mojave area as we mentioned as i mentioned before robert house anticipated those bombs and he defended his uh city with the point defense laser cannons mounted on the roof of the lucky 38 lucky casino and um he pretty much saved that entire area from destruction. You can totally see why he feels a little, um, self-righteous, I guess. I mean, I'm sure he had a lot of that cockiness before he put himself in that little coffin thing that he's in that life. stasis system. Um, but that would explain his, his, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Self-confidence, arrogance, Arrogance, self-confidence, um, Apparently, all the clocks around all the wasteland uh, stopped at 947, despite the difference in time zones, which I thought was interesting. Um, Survivor counts vary as to whether the bombs fell in the morning or the evening. And there are reports... You can see in Fallout 4, it looks like it takes place in the morning um, on the Mm -hmm. East Coast. There are other factors uh, that say the evening, I think... um, all in all, we really don't know exactly when the bombs fell. Um, a lot of that That's is kind
2: be- of funny because there's a time difference between the East Coast and the West Coast, but the uh, clocks on both coasts are stopped at nine forty-seven.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if maybe there was some sort of preemptive EMP, or I don't know, or maybe. I'm not smart enough to know if the, if the energy had something to do with it or, or, um, it depends on how those clocks were linked to each other. If there was some sort of, I don't know. It's speculation, but yeah, you're right. There did seem to be some sort of hints at, um, time correlation between when the West coast got hit and the East coast got hit. I think, um, I think the East coast got hit first. I have, I'm not sure. Um, but there is, a, there is a difference between when they got hit. It wasn't all at once, um, mm-hmm. which, well, you can tell that from the Fallout 4 trailer because Boston was getting reports of nuclear bombs uh, falling on major cities and them losing communication with their networks, and then Boston got hit. Um, so it wasn't all at once. It was definitely definitely, it seemed like a coordinated attack, although... It decimated everything, so it's kind of hard to tell. And everyone who knows, obviously, is dead. (laughs) So, unless they're ghouls somewhere in the world, we'll never know. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and get on to our achievement tips. And that's going to be Miss Shaleen here, because I know nothing of achievements. I have nothing to do with those things.
2: Well, I love achievements. I just, I love them so much. And uh, I thought it would be fun to just bring you guys achievement tips once in a while. Uh, so if there's an achievement or a trophy that you guys are struggling with, just send me an email or uh, or uh, a tweet or something. Let us know, and we'll feature that on a future segment. This week, we're going to talk about Psychotic Prankster. Uh, that's one of my favorite achievements. It's so fun. Uh, this is a Fallout 3 achievement. It's gotten by reverse pickpocketing a mine or a grenade into somebody's pocket. <laughs> and I did do this one. it activates and, and they explode. It's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is a, uh, a bad karma thing to do. This will net you a lot of bad karma. <laughs> um, the first time that I ever tried this achievement, um, I'm so bad at video games, you guys. And I, I was really bad at Fallout when I first began it. And I tried to do this in the Rivet City Marketplace and I blew somebody up and the whole place turned on me yeah. and were, there were so many, and Flack and Shrapnel have all those guns and they were shooting me. It was not good. I, I just I was just running away.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so when you're going for the psychotic prankster, a high sneak skill is very helpful and you can always use a stealth boy to increase your sneak skill. Um, if you're still having trouble with this, I find I find that I have a lot of trouble pickpocketing even when I have a very high sneak skill. I don't know if it's because my agility is too low or what. But I have a hard time uh, pickpocketing without getting caught. Um, so there's a very easy way to get this achievement and it's, it's kind of an exploit. Uh, but if you approach Tenpenny Tower, the first time that you go to Tenpenny Tower... The ghoul Roy Phillips is on the intercom, asking to be let in. And Roy Phillips, you know, he's just—he's not looking at you, he's looking at the intercom, and he will not notice you. I think it's impossible for Roy Phillips to notice you. So you can just sneak up behind him, plant that minor grenade and kablooey. Uh, he will not see you. Wow. Achievement unlocked. Fleet Blue. And um, you should probably, though, save if you're going to use this Roy Phillips exploit. You should save before you do. Because it can throw a monkey wrench into the Tenpenny Tower quest line. Uh, Roy Phillips is a very important character. And uh, especially if you want to get the ghoul mask. If you want to get the ghoul mask, it's impossible to do if you kill Roy Phillips. So uh, that's the easiest way to get the psychotic prankster achievement. And uh, yeah, go out and do that.
0: (laughs) As with all things Fallout, there are pros and cons. So it only makes sense that if you kill him, there's going to be consequences for your actions. Which is mm-hmm. nice to see. Which is nice to see. Other than just some negative karma,
2: but so. there's no immediate consequences <clears throat> um, to blowing him up. Just just the quest line. Yeah. Nobody nobody attacks you. So
0: unlike Rivet City,
2: right? Don't do that. <coughs> guys. Just PSA. Don't don't <laughs> don't do that in Rivet City. I
0: never mess with Riv- with uh, Rivet City. They. I did once and they just slaughtered me just right out. They've got
2: their stuff together. They, they do not tolerate crime.
0: Yeah. Flack and shrapnel, uh, really live up to their names. Um, I like Fra-
2: flak and shrapnel. They're so funny.
0: <clears throat> they are great, but they're just mean if you make them mad. <laughs> so last week we talked about, um, what really happens in a nuclear blast. Um, and we have a really cool segment of fallout in real life for you this, uh, this episode. We're going to start off by talking about how to build your own emergency kit and a piece of real-world news that uh, Shaleen's going to talk to us about that's pretty crazy. Um, So first off, uh, we get a lot of our resources from ready.gov. So if you are a uh, paranoid person or if you just want to be prepared for uh, any sort of uh, problems or whatnot, um, you can always go there to check out uh, their suggestions for surviving the nuclear apocalypse so you don't end up like a glowing one um basically to prepare your emergency kit you have to have uh, enough supplies for about two days um it's best to have more obviously um but have these things in your kit ready to go so you don't go uh water for one you're gonna you're gonna need purified water clean water because uh when the nuclear bombs fall it's going to contaminate Pretty much any water sources that it lands near. Um, non-perishable food. So canned goods. Uh, McDonald's food. We know that that does <laughs> not go bad. But anything Energy like... Bars. <laughs> salt. Uh, anything um, that doesn't perish for a very, very long time uh, is, is important to have. Uh, battery-powered or crank radio. Um those are really important in case somebody's broadcasting any sort of emergency signals that you need to avoid because you know they're only trying to kill you or eat you. Hopefully in that order. Um, you're going to need flashlights. And along with that, um, maybe a cranked flashlight or uh, like a kinetic energy or battery-powered flashlights or extra batteries for those if you have battery-powered flashlights. Um, they're probably going to be a hot commodity after the bombs fall, so be prepared to have a ton of them. yes, they are expensive, but if your life is on the line, you'll need batteries uh medications so any prescription stuff that you have obviously you're gonna need um, or sadly if they're on a prescription, you might want to leave them behind uh, just I'm just kidding um but like if you have like you know allergy Tylenol benadryl things like that. Um, definitely aid you in the aftermath of a nuclear uh, event. First aid kits—you can buy these things from like Rite Aid. Uh, they're already like pre-made band aid kits with gauze and um, that sort of thing. Uh, I think they have like neosporin in it to, to help clean the thing. So like you just buy one of those pre-packaged kits with a whole bunch of band aids and gauze and stuff, and it'll pretty much help you out. Um, I don't know if it has any sort of, like, stitching equipment, but, yeah, it'll, it'll a basic first-aid kit you'll need in there as well. Uh, hygiene items, because you start to stink if you've been camping out for long enough without a shower. Um, so, soap. Um, preferable, maybe that foamy soap uh, that you don't necessarily need uh, water to get all lathered up, because um, you're going to need to conserve it. You're also going to need uh, probably some antibacterial stuff. That'll help, too. But TP, got to have the TP. Um, And paper towels, which, just being a homeowner, paper towels are a godsend of a product. Um, But any sort of hygiene items that you might need. I don't think hair dryers count. um, But maybe. Hey, you never know. Um, You might might make a nice flamethrower out of them if you could figure that out. Clothing and blankets. Um, especially if you live in uh, the New England area or the Pennsylvania area or anywhere on the East Coast, northern United States, you're going to need blankets because it's going to get cold in the winter and you will die if you don't have some sort of way to keep warm. And clothing, if anybody has watched the road, shoes go first. So uh, that's basically what you need to prep at least two days for Um, you can find that list at ready.gov and more information but that is our uh, emergency kit build in real life now the next bit um, that we're going to talk about is about taking shelter what you should do during um, or right after a nuclear blast if you survive that is so what ready.gov is saying uh, you have to change your clothes because you've got all that radioactive material on them got to got to switch out those clothes uh take a shower if you can and wash your hair um don't use conditioner because apparently that will bind the fallout into your hair don't want to know how they found that out um and blow your nose because as you breathe that radioactive material will get up in there and get all up in the hairs and stick in there and you want to get all that mucky muck out uh wipe your ears and eyes with a damp cloth again any part of you that's moisturized or has wetness or anything um radioactive material is an actual particle will stick to you um, and kill you, or at least kill you very slowly and painfully. So you want to get all that off as much as you can. And stay inside for at least 24 hours after the initial blast. Um, that would be the best thing for you to do in case you're far enough away to survive. Uh, so that's what Ready.gov needs to say. And speaking of surviving nuclear fallout, uh, the Trinity anniversary um, has come up. And Shalene you were a little bit intimate with the Trinity event, weren't you? Uh,
2: yeah, I'm uh, close enough to the Trinity site that the fallout uh, from the explosion washed right over my childhood home. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, listener Alex V, uh, who is Collateral D on Twitter, uh, alerted us that yesterday was the 70th anniversary of the Trinity test. Uh, and uh, he sent a video about um, some people that were hurt by the Trinity test. Uh, They're called the downwinders um, because they were downwind of the explosion and and the fallout came to them. Um, So they're seeking compensation from the government for illness and deaths uh, that they believe were caused by the Trinity test. Hmm. Uh, These people didn't have any warning. Uh, Nobody told them that this test was gonna go down. Uh, The people that were living close by and uh, they were exposed to large amounts of fallout in some cases. Uh, I read this article, I did some research after I found this, and I read this article in the Santa Fe, New Mexican. Uh, it talked about this lady, she's 85 now, and uh, when the Trinity went down, uh, she was camping near Riedoso, uh, um a place that I'm very familiar with, uh, with 11 fellow dance students. Um, the girls who were in the top bunks fell off the top bunks to the floor. Uh, but to, and Ridoso is not that close. You know, it's not it's not right next door. Um, but they they were knocked out of their bunk beds. And uh, these girls thought that the fallout was snow. Uh, despite it being July, they thought that it was some kind of, you know, special thing. And it was snow. And even though it was warm. And they played in the fallout. And that's, it's really heartbreaking. And only two of these girls lived past 40 years of age. Gosh. Uh, and. The lady who was telling the story uh battled cancer her whole life um, so these uh these were real people that were affected by this, and uh, they're seeking financial compensation uh, but I read interviews with several people um, that were hurt by the Trinity fallout, and they it seems to them to me that it's more important to them to simply be acknowledged by their government uh, than it is to receive that financial compensation so Hmm. I just thought that was something that would be uh, irrelevant to our interests. Um,
0: yeah. I, uh, I didn't realize that anyone was that close to that blast. I thought that was pretty far out of the way.
2: Uh, well, you know, Riodoso is really not very close uh, to the Trinity site. It's um, an hour or two away by car, by modern car. So
0: You could probably assume that they didn't realize that was going to happen when they set off um, that first bomb.
2: I'm like four hours from the Trinity site and uh and the fallout reached all the way out here. Yeah, so true. they they just didn't know. They didn't they didn't know.
0: I wonder I wonder <laughs> if the guys who hit the buttons or the scientists looked at each other after the blast and was like, Yeah, I was a little a little bigger than I thought. <laughs> that has <is> pretty <laughs> <They should> quickly. <laughs> probably cut down the yield. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, let's hope they get knowledge. I think it's probably harder to get uh, any government to formally apologize for something than to to get compensation. It's probably easier to get compensation privately than a formal apology. But
2: I know there are some New Mexico, uh, senators and representatives who are are trying to get a bill, um, to get these people, um, recognition and, and, uh, some compensation for their suffering. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Senator Udall. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, Let's hope the best for the yeah. downwinders Yeah. that yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully they'll get what they deserve.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, that's crazy. So
2: let us know if you have any personal experience with this. Yeah.
0: If you, maybe if your grandfather was there at the Trinity site or something. I know that there were people avail- uh, there watching it. So it'd be interesting to see if any of our listeners have any sort of connection to Trinity. So. We're gonna go ahead and get moving on to our emails, questions, and comments. Um, and Shalene, why don't you take the first email?
2: I'd love to, Rick. Steve asks, "What's your favorite weapon skill starting off, like small guns, energy weapons, unarmed? And also, what is your favorite non-weapon skill starting off, medicine, science, lockpick?" Uh, so I just I picked my uh, my three tag skills that I usually get. Small guns, lockpick, and speech. And uh, I, I don't tend to use small guns very much in Fallout. I usually focus on energy weapons or melee weapons. But I find that there are a ton of small guns in the early game. So I try yeah. and get my 35 points or so right away so that I'm prepared. And uh, lockpick, you know, I, I don't like being locked out of any content in Fallout. That's... uh. I just I, – I I have to see everything. I have to go everywhere, and uh, lockpick helps me get there, so.
0: Yeah, I feel you on that. And speech is just needed. Um, oh, yeah. I and, like
2: being diplomatic.
0: Yeah, and we're actually very similar with this. My uh, – I also uh, – my three favorite tag – I hold up two fingers. My three favorite tag skills to start out with are actually lockpick, speech, and science. Now, I know that he – wanted to see what our favorite weapon one was and my favorite weapon uh tag is uh a skill is small guns because i use small guns all the time i just don't tag that in the beginning because i want to have my science and lock pick up as high as i can starting out so i can access those areas and things starting off and i want my speech Mm -hmm. to be up there so i can have some advantage uh the small guns is what i throw all my uh, intelligence points on um as i level up and uh those are those are kind of the four tags that i that i those four skills that i focus on but yeah small guns is definitely the one that i use all the time and um those three that i use those three lockpick signs and speech which is i feel like i can't even play the game without it so
2: okay that was a great question steve thank you for writing us uh we also got a letter from john uh he wrote us just like you can and uh, we had to edit his letter for length a little bit um <laughs> We loved your letter, John, uh, but it was a little long to read the whole thing, Uh, so I I have edited. Uh, He says that he wants us to discuss the fact that Bethesda has a pretty good handle on how well their games sell (laughs) and how many fans they have, yet they have grossly underestimated the consumer's desire for Pip-Boy editions. He says, I feel that even though the scarcity is driving hype, I can't help but think they're going to miss out on a large portion of revenue from not producing enough in advance. Uh, What are your thoughts
0: on that, Rick? Um, He's totally got it right that they know how to sell their games, uh, Mm -hmm. considering Fallout Shelter's $5.1 million in two weeks. Um, They totally know their fan base. They totally know hype. Um, So he's right there with that. However, I don't feel like they underestimated the Pip-Boy editions. I've got this feeling that they... I've got this feeling and kind of a hope that I'm hoping that they did it because they wanted it to be a limited run. They wanted it to be special. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't think that they underestimated how how many people would want it because they they're pretty sure they know that everyone wants the Pit Boy edition for the most part. Um, I'd say about eighty percent of anyone who's going to buy that game is going to want the Pit Boy edition. So, and they've been in this business long enough that they wouldn't be like, oh, I only thought that twenty people wanted it. I, I there's no way that oh, anyone no. said that so i think
2: uh it's possible that they based it on previous sales of collector's editions that's
0: true too so it's true
2: and there there are a lot more fallout fans now i believe than when the other games released that's i think Of uh, i think the fallout series is is kind of a slow burn
0: might, yeah well I, i'd say the um, same thing especially looking at uh, the Outer scroll series
2: um, John's letter continues, he says, and this is a comment that I really liked, uh, he's, he's chiming in on the Fallout Team, Vol- Team Fallout 3 versus Team New Vegas. He says, <laughs> Fallout 3 is like an amazingly prepared meal. Fallout New Vegas is like being given all the ingredients for that meal, as well as a giant professional kitchen to make it over and over again with any changes you could want. And I, th- I thought that really nailed the difference between those games.
0: Yes, yeah. I do. As much as I love Fallout Three more than New Vegas, I find myself playing New Vegas more than Three because of that reason. Um, all the while, wishing I had those features in Fallout Three. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally agree with that.
2: <laughs> okay, I've paraphrased. The, I've paraphrased this next part of John's letter because it was it was very long. And and we love you, John. Thank you for writing in. Uh, but it was a little long to read the whole thing. He's interested in in having some sort of a new game plus mode in Fallout where you could skip the early content uh, and skip to the fun part, basically is what he said, the things that you missed in prior playthroughs. The example he provides is from New Vegas. He didn't realize that Raul Tejada even existed, and uh, (laughs) it took him a lot of work to get there to meet Raul, Uh, and he'd like to just start, you know... Skip Good Springs and and get to Raoul's house. What do you think? Do you want New Game Plus? Uh, I no.
0: I I mean I understand it, but again I'm sure there's a mod out there or something for that mm-hmm. maybe. But um, actually I don't think I I don't think there's a mod for that. But I just feel like the whole beginning portion of those games is so integral to your character, um, mm-hmm. and you. I mean, granted, the New Vegas one is far more stripped down than Fallout Three's intro. Yeah, Fallout Three's intro is a little long and dragging. Um but I just feel like it's so integral to your character that it's that it would take away something from Fallout to get to even let you skip that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
2: It
0: takes away from the RPGness think, yeah. of
2: it. I uh I've started several New Vegas characters recently just just messing around. Mm-hmm. And um I don't feel like there's much of a need for new game plus because when you're a more experienced player, you can just skip that early content. You don't have to hang out in Good Springs and uh and uh fight the power gangers. You can just, you know, walk out of the doctor's office and and just walk straight to to wherever.
0: Yeah. So I always end up doing that stuff anyway just because for the extra caps and uh, – the extra caps and um, the experience. So uh, Mm -hmm. I want to point out the chat room. There's someone in the chat room saying that uh, it seems that they didn't make more because the factory can only make them so much. Um, So that – I didn't even think about – I didn't even think about um, from a manufacturing standpoint even though
2: I'm in manufacturing. Of course. That's (laughs) definitely a very specialty item. That's that's not like just – printing more t-shirts or yeah. yeah that's a very very specific item.
0: Yeah, I'm, I am, I am super excited to uh get mine.
2: Super yeah, excited. me too. I'm just going to wear it all the time.
0: <laughs> oh goodness.
2: Going to wear it to go get the mail, going to wear it to work, going to be like oh let me see what time it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we have one let more Let me
2: check Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah, with the pit boy. Hey, yeah, you never know best. could catch on. Smartwatches are in, so mm-hmm. um <laughs> We have one more email, and this is from Kyle. Uh, he is writing about the exclusive QuakeCon Fallout Four demo, and he says, "I was like, awesome, great news, but then I kept reading to find out it's exclusive to attendees only, no Twitch streams or anything." I live in Pennsylvania and can't afford a ticket to Texas at the moment, and this is and this got my blood boiling to hear it's exclusive. What's your take on this move made by Bethesda, and why do you think they're doing this? Are you upset as I am about this news? Um. I guess personally, well, well, how do you feel about it? We'll, we'll talk to you, Shalane. How do you feel about it?
2: Okay. Would I love to see this demo? Yes. Yeah. Am I super jealous of everybody who gets to go see this demo? Yes. But I totally understand why they're doing it. They did it with Doom last year. They had an exclusive look at Doom. And uh, it's just it's getting more attention this year because Fallout is, in my opinion, a bigger game. And, uh, they're trying to give a little reward to their to their super fans that are coming to QuakeCon because if if you're going to a con you're kind of a super fan, and uh, they they've you know you're taking the time out of your work week to go to their con and they want to give you a, a special you know a special gift, and uh, I I think that's fine. I'd like to see it. I really would, mm-hmm. but I understand. I think that's just fine. Um, they. Uh, cuz it's not like they're charging you an arm and a leg to get into QuakeCon its admission is free it's just a matter of getting yourself down there so it's it's like a special thing they're doing for their fans
0: yeah and it's kind of hard to get upset over something that like you have no control over like i'm not going to see it mm-hmm. they're not you know it's one thing if they're streaming it live and i miss it and then it'll be a bummer because i had a chance to see it but this i have no chance to see it so I can't really get upset about it because I'm just not going to yeah. be able to afford a ticket down to Texas.
2: And uh, if there's big news, I mean, people are going to talk about it when they get out of QuakeCon.
0: Well, that and there's no I, – I wonder how they're going to handle the cell phone thing because of things like Periscope yeah. and where you can live stream straight from your phone. They'll
2: probably make you turn in your cell phones or something. I don't know. I don't know how they but,
0: can keep all that handled with um, with attendees and stuff, The the amount of people that –
2: that are probably not going to make everybody sign an NDA anyway, so, yeah, so people will be able to tell us. And if you go, please tell us. Yeah, I see if, uh, if you head out. Yeah. There's somebody in the chat room talking about being a loyal QuakeCon attendee. Go to QuakeCon and tell us how it goes, please. Yes. Email us.
0: <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so that's that's our email segment for the week. And thank you to all of you who've been writing in. There's been a lot of emails, and we are getting to as many as we can each episode. But
2: uh, keep sending them in. We'll uh, we'll get to as many as we can if just, we haven't read it yet. We haven't forgotten you.
0: Yes. And we are going to get to our last segment of the evening, which is the Weapon of the Week. And Chalene, take it. tell us what the Weapon of the Week is this
2: week. Uh, the Weapon of the Week was inspired by my dear Forrest Gump character. The Weapon of the Week is your fists. Fisticuffs. If you've never played Fallout with a high unarmed skill, you're missing out. It's a very special way to play this game. And it's often overlooked because the weapons of the Fallout are so cool. But it is so satisfying to just punch your enemies and and just watch their heads explode. When you get a, a high on arm skill you feel unstoppable just punching everything in your path. Robots? Punch them. Ghouls? Punch them. Everybody. It's just the best. Uh, awesome. I enjoy it very much.
0: Like a little uh, Bruce game? Lee running around the wasteland.
2: Exactly. Um, you can even play like a sort of a, a monk character and just, you know, unarmed, nothing. So fun. A monk. <laughs> the game describes... you can game be like describes-
0: a, a monk for the, child, the children of Adam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Feel the power of the Adam. Pow! <laughs> <laughs> the game describes the unarmed combat as a combination of martial arts, boxing, and other hand-to-hand martial arts. Uh, and there are a number of weapons that can be used in conjunction with the unarmed skill. Um, not limited to Brass Knuckles and Power Fists. Uh, Fallout New Va- uh, Fallout 3 uh, has much fewer. It's basically Brass Knuckles, Spike Knuckles, and Power Fists. Mm. And there are two special versions of Power Fists. I believe one special version of Spike Knuckles. But Fallout New Vegas has got more than three dozen unarmed weapons. Wow. Uh, there's... Boxing gloves, boxing tape. There's golden gloves in the Lucky 38. I love them. I love them so much. (laughs) And there's a bunch of special versions of power fists. Um, So fun. And in New Vegas, there are uh, several trainers across the Mojave that can teach you special moves that you can use in VATS. Uh, Ranger Andy is one in in Novak. He'll teach you this uh, takedown move that you can use with unarmed. Very fun. Um, There are several noted unarmed specialists in the Fallout series. Uh, There is Garl Deathhand, leader of the Cons. I've never heard of him. Uh, He's from one of the the previous Fallout games that you have not yet completed. Uh, Or myself, for that matter. There is Argyle, the stalwart ghoul manservant of Herbert Daring Dashwood. Hmm. Um, Yeah, you can actually find Argyle. Uh, Did you know that?
0: I've never heard of that guy.
2: Really? Okay, when you're listening to Galaxy News Radio, right, Mm -hmm. there's this program that comes on sometimes, and it's The Adventures of Herbert Daring Dashwood. Yeah, okay. And his stalwart ghoul manservant, Argyle. Okay,
0: I remember hearing that now.
2: Well, you can find Argyle uh, in Rockopolis. Um, There's this little place, it's near Smith Casey's garage, and it's unmarked. There's some flags above it. And it looks like just a solid rock, but you can open the rock and go inside. And there's this tiny little cave, and there's a cave-in, and there's the body of Argyle, the ghoul. Oh. And next to Argyle is Tom, 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 the unarmed bobblehead. So,
0: oh, see, I never knew that. Okay, hmm, something to look for now.
2: Also, unarmed specialists are Caesar of his eponymous legion, and Veronica Santangelo who is one of your possible companions Mm -hmm. in fallout new vegas i like veronica
0: i've only used her she's a girl after
2: my own heart (laughs) punching her way across the wasteland being smart (laughs) wanting to wear pretty dresses i like veronica
0: voiced by one felicia Felicia day Day. Mm -hmm. yeah which i didn't even realize at the time and now that i went back and like had a conversation with veronica in game i'm like oh i can hear it now (laughs) so um but yeah i this has inspired me to try an unarmed character uh
2: I think you should, Rick. It's so fun.
0: And I think more so in New Vegas than um, Fallout 3, just because of the variety of stuff. Absolutely. Um, but I, I definitely, I definitely think I'm going to try an unarmed character. There's also yeah, in New character-
2: Vegas you can do uppercuts and, and a cross and very very fun, much more varied than uh, than the Fallout 3 experience.
0: I know I've been having fun with melee weapons in Fallout 3, so I think I'll have to try that out just for you, Serling. OK, <laughs> so um, what are your what are your some final thoughts on the show?
2: Uh, well, final thoughts. Uh, I'm a lot more scared of radiation than I was a week ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all Trinity's <laughs> fault.
2: <laughs> all the research that we've been doing about Fallout, uh, like literal Fallout, not the game Fallout, mm. has just got me feeling super nervous about <laughs> <laughs> the nuclear situation. And also, uh, don't do drugs. Uh, Even if you have lots of drugs in your pockets, don't take them all.
0: Don't do jet. (laughs) So, yeah. um, I think my takeaway is always, always keep a lever-action shotgun handy. Especially in a Cazador fight. I love that gun, and I'm going to be using it a lot more in my my gameplay runs. So. um, I want to also end by uh letting you know how you can get in contact with us um you can tweet at us uh, at fallout otr on twitter um you can also follow chalene here at chalene l and you can follow me at rick mcvick you can also see our little tags above our head there whatever yeah pointing um so you can also email us at fallout otr at gmail.com and uh give us some questions concerns comments anything like that um let us know. You can always email us and we'll uh, either email you back or we'll talk about it on air here like we did uh, those three tonight. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please uh, give us a thumbs up uh, or and subscribe. Uh, that would be great, too. You can catch this episode up on YouTube um, as well. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and uh, Stitcher and review us. and. Speaking of reviewing, we have uh, some five-star reviews that we want to uh, announce here on the air. One from Major Wexley, who says, Can't wait to see the show Fruit to Greatness. No idea what he meant to say. Uh, I'm thinking grow, but, but yeah, thank you for the five-star review. And also Art Monkey 1979 says, The host and hostess are charming personalities and great to listen to. If you're looking to get your Fallout fix, check this out. Thank you. Uh, Yes, thanks so much for those five-star reviews, and please leave your feedback on iTunes and Stitcher. It really, really does help us out. Um, Be sure to check out the other great shows on the QGN Network, streaming live on Twitch. Uh, Those shows uh, are not limited to The Elder Scrolls off the record, Classic Elder Scrolls, Warcraft off the record, Rift Reforged, The Mortal Online Podcast, Dragon Age off the record. Those can also be found on iTunes and the Stitcher Radio app and questgamingnetwork.com. Um, please let us know how you think we're doing and how we can improve. And, and join us next week for Death Claws and lots of Fallout 4 speculation. I know there's a lot of it out there, but we're going to give our own two cents on it. So, uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Send in your emails. Send yeah. in your emails. What do you want us to think, to talk about?
0: Definitely, definitely. So, want to thank you all for coming out tonight and listening to us and dealing with the glitchy stream. We'll get that cleaned up for next week. Um, you and uh yeah thank you so much for for uh hanging out with us the whole night so see you guys next week bye